danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Pay for everybody. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, 44 Trail? What's going on? What's up, my G? Get it off your chest. Yeah, just real quick, Charlemagne threw me out the water with that one. Waking up in the morning and just chucking some breakfast down. That that's crazy for a man who doesn't fart in his own clothes. I don't fart I definitely I definitely don't fart in my own clothes. But when I'm home on the weekend <laughs> when I'm home on the weekend and I wake up on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, when I wake up, breakfast is, you know, usually already done. So yes, I go right downstairs and eat. Yeah, it does sound just crazy because the bacteria that's just swallowing down there, that plaque on the teeth, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, I just listen honestly I do not feel right even if I get up to go to the bathroom and I'm going right back in bed I still get up and brush my teeth I, I, but it's a habit ASAP hold on you get up in the ASAP. middle of the night That's to use the bathroom true. and brush your teeth no, in the morning if I wake up oh. on the weekend and it's like 7am and I'm gonna get back in bed I'll brush my teeth oh, and also that. too after you, if, if even if you do brush your teeth first thing in the morning you're probably gonna drink some water or something before you drink some orange juice all liquid the horrible after brushing, but not not water, not, not water. water. Water is fine. <laughs> yeah, no, not exactly. <laughs> All right, put put that out there, Mike. Okay. All right, brother. I'm with you. Peace. Peace. Hello, who's this? This Tyron. Tyron, what up? Get it off your chest. Uh, first of all, I just want to say shout out to Charlamagne. Shout Peace, out King. to Angelique, and the biggest shout out to DJ Envy. Um, about five six years ago, you uh. We, you had a show, a car show at the Highlight Stadium. I think that's what it was called. And I'm a, a performer, and you got me to perform at your uh, car show. And after that, I've been getting gigs, getting booked, my bread right. And I want to give you a big thank you for that, Envy. Oh, okay. All right, well, yeah. Well, thank you, man. Can I shout out my Instagram? So if anybody wants to see my performances. Go ahead, bro. Ink Royalty. Ink.Royalty on Instagram. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace, King. Hello, who's this? This is Patrick Peters. How you doing this fuck? What's up, bro? Get off your chest. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to your leisure because these guys have been giving out free games every consistent week on the internet and not too many people fucking. And I also want to give a couple a times a week. Ian Dunn Lap. That man is the GOAT. I saw Ian fucking. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Information. He does not miss on this information because he knows what he's talking about. And I really want to get this information to all my brothers because we are the ones that's going to make a difference in this world. And the only way we're going to make a difference is if we go out there and start grinding and listening to Earn Your Leisure. Earn Your Leisure, Ian Dunlap, and don't forget the Wall Street Trapper now. Salute to the Wall Street Trapper. Absolutely. Shout out to them. I just spoke to them actually like maybe 20 minutes ago. They're actually on their way to Nigeria. EYL. Yeah, they're going out to to Nigeria. I just spoke to them. So uh, wish them brothers uh, best of luck out in uh, Nigeria, and then I think they're heading to Egypt after. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. Stevie Steve. Stevie Steve, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, not much, man. How y'all doing? Good, good, Bless good. Black and highly favored. How you doing, King? Um, nothing, man. I'm, I'm doing good. I mean, uh, my birthday coming up this weekend. I'm going to give myself a birthday shout-out. Okay. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, so uh, I'm turning 31. No, oh, <laughs> hey, that ain't doing too much. How old you said? 31? 31. Yeah. 
That's young as hell, bro. Especially when I'm yeah. 43. That's young. You you got a I'm lot more to go. That ain't doing too much. Nah, I was still mixy at 31. I'm chilling, man. So you just chilling this weekend? Nah, I'm, like, I'm trying to go skating for real, for real. I'm trying to do some old okay. stuff like I did when I was young. That's Dang cool. You. I'm where with you, that. Where you from? I'm from Delaware. I called a couple weeks ago. I was trying to get on ye, um, Masters of uh, Comedy. Oh, you okay. comedian? Yeah, remember I, I gave my uh, my comedy yeah. page out. I wanted y'all to uh, check me out. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. All right. Well, happy birthday. Have fun skating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give out your name again. It's Stevie Steve Comedy. Okay. Right, uh, Instagram. I remember. Okay, got All you. All right, brother. Yeah, I'm still waiting on you, Yee. Okay. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, get it off your chest. I just want to say that even though I'm going through a breakup, I'm still blessed. So I just want to tell people to keep their head up, even if bad day only lasts 24 hours. And also, I want to say to Charlemagne that his books are helping me a lot. Great. So oh, thank you. It. Thank and you very much. Charlemagne, I would really, really love if you follow me on Instagram. I love you so much. It will mean a lot to me. I got you. What's your Instagram? Mazo yeah, and I'm gonna put you on hold. I'm gonna put you on hold and get your address. I'm gonna send you something. I'm gonna send you um, Dr. Rita Walker, the unapologetic guide to black mental health, and I'm gonna send oh, you. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm gonna send you Resma Minnick and my grandmother's hands too, because those books really helped me. So. Oh, thank you so much, Harleman. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, hold on, I got you. Hold on. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, what? Get it, pick up the mother, mother phone and die. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Magnificent One Dre. I want to talk to y'all about, about somebody on Instagram. He he claimed he a rapper. How, how y'all doing? Oh, my gosh. Peace, who peace is Magnificent One Dre. Who are you talking about? So this dude named Joe, he tried to scam me for thirty bucks for a beat I sold him, and, and I put him on Insta, I put him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's on my story. It's on there and all that. Y'all can go see it and all that. You sold him a beat so for thirty dollars, and he didn't pay for it, or? No, he tried to scam me for DoorDash. Oh, okay. But then he came up, but then he came into my Instagram like, "Hey, you see that thirty dollars I got you for?" I'm like, "Yeah, the one that didn't go through, I seen it." Okay. Well, yeah, so I just want to let y'all know these little <laughs> rappers out here, they scammers, they try to get you for a little money, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it never worked, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, Charlamagne, no, I love no your show. The, what'd you say, King? I, I was saying, Charlamagne, I love your show. I downloaded uh, Paramount specifically for your show. I, I love it. I uh, watch thank it all you, the bro. time. Andrew Lee, I, I <laughs> listen to your lip service all the time. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> DJ Envy, man, listen, I love your show. I love Breakfast Club. Y'all do a wonderful job. I it sounds like y'all. you love us. I appreciate just, it. I just magnificent one. Thank you. Every day. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. All right, well, thank you, bro. Already. No producers, no rapper stealing money from you shall prosper. You remember that, sir. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's John. John, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, good morning, y'all. Uh, I want to say, man, how are they the only HBCU that's uh, doing grammar stuff to the students? Like, I, uh, I coach football. I was a high school teacher and college, I mean, high school coach. I ended up uh, leaving my position to come coach at a HBCU, and I literally didn't get paid from August 3rd until the day I quit, which was last week. Wow. What, what was the HBCU? I don't even want to do it like that because I got a lot of black pride, but... True. Like, 
Damn, I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Yeah, man. It's, uh, and I guess it's crazy because you want to support, you know what I'm saying, your, your own your own kind, but at the end of the day, they do you worse than, you know what I'm saying, the PWIs do. But, I mean, not not to make any excuses, right. the PWIs make a lot more money. Yeah, they get a lot. I mean? But you should have definitely gotten paid for your work. I mean, I don't even understand how that's possible. Absolutely. Man, it was insane. But I appreciate y'all time. Right, did you, are you ever going to get your money? How does that work now? He said he got paid. So what happened was, it was uh, four people in my position. Mm-hmm. One of them quit, and then he got paid right after he quit. The other three of us were still working. Like, damn, we're going to get our check. And we kept working, you know, so another month passed. So I ended up quitting, and then right back where I got paid. Okay. So it seems like, you know what I'm saying, like, it's, it's like they're trying to push you to quit. That's so weird. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad yeah, you got I your money finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the free labor. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank y'all. All righty, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. The Wall Street Trapper. What up, brother? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Family, how everybody doing? Blessed right. black and highly favored, That's man. That's a fact. Now, now, for people who don't know who The Wall Street Trapper is... You might have heard him on the Earn Your Leisure podcast. Earn Your Leisure podcast. Shout out to my I think brothers. I missed you. Was you... I missed you that week, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, um, I go back home a lot, so I had went back to New Orleans to be with my daughter when you came. Yeah, yeah, I missed definitely you that week. Definitely talked to Matt about um, talking to you about that, though, definitely. Yeah, so let's... been on 85 South Show. Shout mm-hmm. out to um, Carlos and the crew, man. That's right. I appreciate those guys, DC, man. Chico, Chad, yeah, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, 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 for So real. let's break down why you the Wall Street trapper. Well, man, first and foremost, let me say this, man. Charlotte, man, I want to tell you, man, I appreciate you, brother. You the first black man I ever heard talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And um, just coming from where I'm from in New Orleans, man, you know, I saw my mom get shot when I was nine. Um, I wound up going to prison at 16 for shooting a man. And just being in the hood, coming up in the streets, man, you, you never know how how trauma affects you. Mm-hmm. So I really got a therapist now, man. Wow. So I, 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 I want to tell you, man, I appreciate you for that. Love, King. For real, I appreciate Love. you for that. Um, yeah, just the Wall Street Trapper, man. Grew up in New Orleans, man. Saw my moms get shot, went to prison, all that stuff. Um, my story ain't no different to many other people, but just in prison, I got introduced to stocks. A uh, white guy told me this. I had just had a fight with two of my so-called friends, man. Um, and he had a look of frustration on his face, right? And he was just like, man, y'all playing the wrong game. And in my mind, I'm like, how are we playing the wrong game? You in here with me. Word. <laughs> but he told me some profound stuff, man. He said... So in, I had a red band on. So in New Orleans, a red band means attempt murder, murder, on robbery, carjacking, violent offense. Mm-hmm. And he had a red and white band on, which means he was going to the feds. And he was like, I can almost promise you you're in here for something less than $100,000. And I was like, for sure. And he was like, well, I embezzled $2.8 million from my company, paid restitution to 800000 I still kept $2 million. I'm only doing 18 months. He was like, how much time you have? I was 16 at the time. I had 10 wow. years. Mm. He was like, now you understand. I was like, man, you lying, man. You ain't got that much money. One thing about being in prison, you always have your paperwork with you. So mm-hmm. he showed me his paperwork. I see it in black and white. He's showing me the places he's been to, and I'm like, yo, I need to play that game. Like, what is that? And he was just like, listen, one of the first things you got to stop doing is, like, stop trading your time for money. Start learning to make your money work for you. Mm-hmm. And then he tells me wealthy people invest in stocks, they start a business and then they buy real estate. You do those three things, your life will change. Mm-hmm. So the rest of my 10 years, I dedicated myself to like, yo, I just gotta learn how to play it. Started dedicating myself to reading 
And I was like, damn, like this this shit different. I see a bunch of white men making a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like, why have I never been taught this? Like, why we never taught this? Mm -hmm. And just coming back home from prison, um, Mike Tyson said the best, man. Everybody got a plan till they get punched in the, in the face. face. Right? So I got back home. I got this idea. I see it. But how do I get money? Mm -hmm. Like, I get back in the streets. That's what I know how to do. My grams went to the feds. My mom like, this is what I know how to do. They're, this is my environment. Mm -hmm. No matter what I know, I got to get money. So I get back in the streets, man. And just in that whole process, I'm like, all right, cool. This is what it is. My mind, I'm going to just use my hustle money to invest in the stock market. Like, this how I'm thinking it's going to work. Kind of didn't go that way. I catch another charge. Uh, the fed, uh, the narcs kicked my doing. 10 pounds of weed, $10,000. Um, I was facing another 35 years. That cost me $60,000. So everything that I had invest i mean it worked for in the streets i had done lost it again mm -hmm. so uh man just god came to me one day and he was like man you playing the wrong game like and it just i had an epiphany so i was like all right cool so i still didn't get it though because i got back in the streets but this time i couldn't hustle so i started robbing you know hustlers like that's the next best thing for me in my mind like the streets is what i know how to do um and then i just like all right let me do something then so i just started reading it again i always was a smart dude so I'm like, all right, let me just try it then. So I started mm -hmm. really getting into it. Like, all right, yo, this makes sense. Like, damn, I see why they don't teach us this. This powerful. Like, 70% of everything that we use and consume with our money is on the stock market. Mm -hmm. And I started teaching my homies. And I was like, all right, look, how do I make it realistic to them? How do I make them tap into it? Mm -hmm. Right? So I can't talk to everybody, but I can talk to street dudes. Like, I can talk to them. So I'm like, yo, check this out. If you go do a bid, which is going to happen, what do you come home to? Mm -hmm. Like you got to get back in the streets You got to get it out the mud again So if you had money invested for you When you come home You got money You don't got to ask nobody for no handout Like so let's start thinking bigger picture now What happens if you get killed in the street Because most of us either go to jail or we get killed What do you leave your kids Like let's start making it make sense So the goal for me was to never tell you get out the streets It was to start saying yo let's start thinking about our family now like, let's start thinking about something bigger than us. And nobody never came to us like that. So that was my whole avenue. And so the Wall Street Trap was me just saying, let me turn the trap over into something positive mm -hmm. instead of always being about dope, instead of always being about hustling. And I knew my voice for who I was talking to. I never wanted to talk to nobody else. All right, we got more with the Wall Street Trap. And when we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Wall Street Trapper. Charlamagne? Mr. Trapper, what was the first amount of money you invested into the stock market, and what stock was it? Um, it's $10,000 I invested in Ford. Probably the worst investment I made in the beginning because I was just going off of everybody got a Mustang. This before I learned the fundamentals, mm -hmm. um, and I realized that it was a bad company. I did that, too. I brought you yeah. involved, too. Yeah, I thought it was a bad company. Mm -hmm. Where'd um, you get me in? Under Armour. <laughs> oh. No, I wanted to I, I wanted to do Under Armour because in my head it was Steph Curry was endorsing it. And I, I was like, everything Steph Curry's attached to, mm -hmm. I felt comfortable about at that time. But, it did good I mean, for, it, could, it did good for a month. It could still, it it could still come back. It did good for a couple months mm -hmm. and then So I own a company called Lululemon. Now when you say you own a company, you invest in a company, you call yourself ownership. No, nah, I'm an owner. Oh, you so, own, so, so, so 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 I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. When you buy stock in the business, you are part owner. That's right. At that point, like no BS. Well, I own Disney then. Yes, you are. Like yes. I teach my listen. I teach my daughter that. <laughs> yes. No, no, I teach my daughter that. I was like, Stank, you own two hundred and fifty shares of Disney." She was like, "Daddy, I, I own Mickey Mouse." I said, "You damn right." Like 
you get voting rights. Like they send you emails yep. like, yo, this is what it's called in a proxy statement. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is what we're doing. This is what we this is what we lost money at. This is how we plan on making money. Oh, and by the way, we declaring a fifty cent dividend that's to you. As an owner of stock, you are now entitled to a portion of the profit that that business makes. What makes you better is the more ownership you have, the more say so you have. Absolutely. You feel what I'm saying? As with anything. So I instead of under armor, like I bought Lululemon because I felt it was a better business. I bought Lululemon, I but yeah, that even, worked out. That worked out for you. Yeah, but even so, out. like <laughs> like you do real estate, envy. Like what people don't know is like you can get into real estate in the stock market, mm-hmm. right? Through what's yep. called real estate investment trust REITs, right? So just think about this: Walmart, Amazon, they're not in a real McDonald's. They're not in a real estate business, so say, but they can go to somebody and say, "Yo, I need a warehouse made a thousand square by one thousand square feet." The people gonna come to them and say, "Okay, cool. We'll make the we'll build it for you, but you have to sign a lease with us, triple net lease, right?" And that's just simply saying, "I'll provide the building. You pay all the bills." Fifty at least, right? So now, as an investor, I can say, "I own the company who where Amazon pays rent to. I own the company that Walmart pays rent to. Seven Eleven. I own a company called O Realty, right? They they pay dividends every month. They own Seven Eleven, Walgreens, Planet Fitness." Home Depot, so I own the people they pay rent to. So essentially, you can still get into real estate that way. Yep. What do you think you would be if you didn't go to jail? I tell people that's the most important part of my life. I would never take that ten years back. Like I did it. You can't. Time is our most important asset. But for me, that elevated my who I am as a man, who I am as a father to another level. Without prison, I, there is no Wall Street trap. One hundred percent. I ask that question because, like, I always say prisons aren't real correctional facilities. Hell no. But if there was actual teachers there mm-hmm. instead of the guy that you was, you know, that mm-hmm. was that was there doing a bit with you, somebody mm-hmm. that could actually plant seeds in you and say, mm-hmm. yo, Trapper, won't you come yeah. you know, do but this stock exchange thing for real? Like, yeah. go to classes while yeah. you're here. Yeah. You could come out a better human. But we need people like you that Nah, that I'm really trying to get can. back in prisons right now. Like, that's something, like, I'm heavy. I was talking to my guy, Andre Norman. I'm like, yo, I need to get back in a trap for mm-hmm. real. Like, I am my brother's keepers in a way. Mm-hmm. Because once I had a knowledge and I don't teach it to him, then I'm at fault, not him. Each one, teach one. You feel me? So All I right. started holding myself accountable for teaching my brother's stuff and so I had to relearn a whole bunch of stuff like my actions my ways mm-hmm. my demeanor me seeing another black man not looking at him like I got something against him but looking at him like what's good king how mm-hmm. you doing mm-hmm. like how can like let me let me defuse it early mm-hmm. that dialogue mm-hmm. it changed so now you're receptive to what I got to say that's why I love your story because it literally just shows all you got to do is pour in the brothers and sisters man like we just because you grew up in a certain environment we not set in our ways. We right. just don't know any other ways. Learn behavior. That's it. Just learn behavior. Thank man. you for joining us, brother. Thank y'all, yes, brother. Thank y'all, Give man. me information, Instagram. Oh, for sure, man. Wall Street Trapper on Instagram is wall underscore street underscore trapper. Um, and on YouTube, is just Wall Street Trapper, man. Check me out. I drop a lot of information every day, all day on Instagram and YouTube. Um, so just just holler at me, man. Let's get it. Let's trap. Big trap. <laughs> All right. Well, it's The Breakfast Club. It's Wall Street Trapper. Appreciate y'all, man. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, 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 freaky Friday. Friday. Hey, 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 hey. Yes, and the Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday question comes from Tusi, who stopped through, and we were talking about this. You think that five minutes is the right amount of time to have sex? Hell yeah. Five minutes is enough time. Like, I ain't saying, like, five minutes enough time. We just gonna go for five minutes and we done. But I'm saying, like, five minutes enough time to get the job done, for sure. Absolutely. So 800-585-1051 is five minutes enough for sex. Now, Charlemagne says yes. No, what? No, let me let me say this. <laughs> I'm, not say saying, yes. I'm not saying five minutes. minutes is the ideal time. What I am saying is if you're doing it right, five minutes is more than enough. That's almost two boxing rounds. Okay, everybody can get off in five minutes. Does this include foreplay? How are you talking yes. for everybody? This is sex, foreplay. You I, you only, what do you do? Lick one nipple and then go straight to the vagina? Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with that direction? What's, <laughs> why is that route wrong? <laughs> no, no, I'm just asking. Is that, What's wrong with that route? <laughs> I mean, Isn't that the route? No. But don't you spend time on the, on the on the foreplay? Yeah, don't. Kiss. Don't you spend time on I, you? Listen, I ain't about to tell all my business, but you know everybody don't like you the nipple already. action. You said five minutes. Wow. All I'm simply saying is five minutes is enough for everybody to get off. Okay, because well, somebody's it, faking it. Because I tell you what, <laughs> I tell you what. She probably like, uh. If I go downtown, like SWV says. Why you say it like that? And, and if I go downtown, like like SWV says. They did not say it like that. And I do four minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And wifey gets off. I only need 45 seconds. Let me tell you how you know she's faking it. If she started doing this, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, hurry up. Like, mm -mm. well, not hurry up, but you say things <laughs> to, try to, to try to make him hurry. Mm -mm. There's other things the body does that you know uh, she 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 really got off. Okay. But you don't experience. I don't want to say what those things are. You don't eat the bunky. You don't eat, you know, like you just go. Sh anyway, Envy, how long do you, you last? You don't eat the bunky. You don't? <laughs> downtown? You don't go downtown and eat the bookie? <laughs> That's not downtown. Envy, what do you think is a good amount of time? I say for the a, a full, Watch say 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes. minutes. That's everything. That's foreplay and everything included. Yes. Why you do your hand like this? Yeah, why you do everything like you move your hands like off, that? Wax off. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Mr. Miyagi, I'm practicing for later. Listen, but if it include, but th this is what I'm talking about, right? How long does it take to get off? Mm-hmm. Not how long. I think, I think it's quicker for guys and it takes longer for women because even like biologically, it's just a fact. It takes a lot longer for us to get to that point. It takes more foreplay for y'all. You guys are just, <laughs> go, you know? <laughs> we but, just um, like, what? What the hell is that? You know how y'all do. what was that, Gee? But I do feel like I think a good like 12 minutes is a good amount of time. Great time. Because it's not like, sometimes it's too long and you'd be like, all right, my show's about to come on. And um, what kind of sex? But too short, you just feel cheated. You feel like, man, I just did all this for five minutes. I don't think y'all understand time. I think what y'all, if y'all listen to what Angelique said, that makes perfect sense. Twelve minutes is four rounds of boxing. These exhibition fights is only six rounds. That's a long time. By the you way, sex is not boxing. I just want to put that out. <laughs> yeah, he could, he was comparing it to boxing. You don't kiss. You don't. Four, why you looking at me like that when I said kiss? <laughs> Charlamagne, you don't. I look. I said kiss. Charlamagne, look at me crazy. Look at you if you crazy. have sex like you're boxing, then that's an issue. <laughs> that's the problem. Okay. That's his problem. Five minutes, five minutes is, I'm not saying five minutes is an ideal time. I'm just saying five minutes is enough. That's all I'm saying. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Miss Mary. 
Hey, Mary. Good morning. Hey, Mary. Miss Mary, she said. Good morning. Not Miss Mary. Miss Mary. Mary. Mac, Mac, Mac. All dressed in black. Remember that? Oh, my goodness. I hate that. I know you do. You've probably sure. heard it so it's, much in your life. Is five minutes enough time for sex, mama? I say no. What's your magic number? I say seven. That's oh God's number. Seven. That's God's number. Two more minutes? Seven for both of y'all two, to, to that's reach ridiculous. orgasm? That's two boxing rounds. I knocked you out at the beginning of the third. That's my magic number. I haven't tatted on you, but I would say you be like a good 20. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I said she 20 changed. is good. 20 is good 20. for both sides. That's good. She Man. five minutes and 15 seconds. These movies and these songs gassed us up when we was young. We thought we were supposed to be having sex all night long. You know what I mean? Anybody got time for that? Okay, two-minute man. <laughs> Hello, who's this? How you doing, man? I'm Robert Ori, freaky cousin Robert Horny. Okay. <laughs> oh my right. God. I know where this is going. All right, Robert <laughs> Horny. Is is five minutes enough for sex? Hell yeah. I mean, if five, if it don't, if the round one don't last. It, if it lasts longer than five minutes, you don't have to whopper. Wait, the round one, but you said so you're going another round. Oh, of course. I mean, if I ain't got to like, I mean, there's ways around that. So if I ain't got to like, you know. Stop what I'm doing, start eating again so I can save time. What's wrong? <laughs> so hold on, so back it up, back it up. So you're saying that if it's not five, if it if it lasts more than five minutes, that means that she's no good? I'm not saying she's no good. No. I'm just saying I've had better. It's something to this. I tell people this all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you if a man is having sex with you for hours, something wrong. Hours. Like, for real. Nobody's saying really. hours, but there's a big difference between five minutes and hours. Because nah, I also was... feel like guys should also be able to know, they, what do they call it, edging, right? How to get there, but then you pull back, then you get there again, then mm -hmm. you pull back. Because right. you know yeah. you mm -hmm. got to stop for a second or change that sounds like a lot of words. Exactly, mm -hmm. but if I don't have to stop for a second. That's not even true. It's not <laughs> true. What are it's not true. About? It's impossible. Y'all no. need to stop what lying to y'all. There's no such thing as edging. When that thing comes, it you hear me? No. Okay. No, you no, can't stop the bum rush. Yes, All right. Right. When he's All like, right. don't Absolutely. move, don't move, don't move. Absolutely. Yeah, you could. It, it does I, not I work. teach you a couple of things, Charlamagne. That sounds crazy. <laughs> you, you know what? You're just taking this too far. Oh, my gosh. Corporate told us to Scott, dial, dial back on the kinky. He's going to teach you right? a few things. All right. You're going to have to stop doing this to me, okay? He's going to teach you some edging. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you some things, Charlamagne. You know how to drive thick? I can learn. <laughs> I hate don't move, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Hello, who's this? Hey, yeah, this is Mondo. Mondo. He said Mondo. Oh, he said Mondo. Oh, man. Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Mondo. He's on Charlemagne's mind, brother. What's hey, up, Mondo? What's up? Tell him how five minutes is enough time, King. Five minutes, five minutes is definitely enough time if you just want to, you know what I mean, go ahead and get in there and do your thing. But it ain't enough time to make a sexual connection with the girl, though. Right. It's but not it, enough time if you care. Right. If somebody cared about you, they'd be there longer than five minutes. Yeah, but you ain't going to, you ain't going to, you're not going to learn anything about her body or anything like that. That was your girl, you feel me? Mm. But at the same time, she going to get a, you going to get a, you feel me? We got, like me and my girl, we got four kids, you feel me? So sometimes... You got to get in there and get out, you feel me? For the mother kids coming in the room, goddamn right. I wouldn't want my parents to be like, we made you in five minutes. I think this I think, <laughs> I think, this conversation is going a little in the wrong direction because we're not saying five minutes is the ideal time. We're just saying five minutes is enough for both parties yeah, to get off. it was the ideal time. No, you can have, you can get you it can, off Of course five you can, minutes, but, but I don't not, think that should be the goal. Yeah, that's No, not that's the not the goal. Well... The goal is to get it. Yeah, I'm with Nick. Nick is like Nick the camera, and the goal is to get it. You're with Nick. <laughs> if she gets it and I get it, then we got it. That's it. 
and oh my the game is over. Because, you know, I'm 42. First round knockouts for me because ain't no other rounds. Yeah, I'm with you. Ain't no other rounds. Ain't no other rounds. The, the ammo, is, done? ammo is expensive. <laughs> Bullets <laughs> are expensive when you're 42, okay? All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? Like I said, five minutes may not be the ideal time, but I think it's enough for everybody to get well, on. Well, let's all shoot to be ideal. Yeah. There you go. That's all. <laughs> My goodness. All right, we got more coming up next, so don't move. Happy holidays. Don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. We got a special guest in the building, his first time on The Breakfast Club. Do we call you Mr. Slime, Mr. Williams, Mr. Thug, Mr. Sex? Maybe Young Thug. Mr. Sex. Mr. Sex. Sex. Mr. Sex, okay. How are you, sir? I'm happy to see you here, man, for Looking real. Very dapper. I'm happy to see you too, man. It's been, it's been a long time. What kept you away from The Breakfast Club all these years? I don't know. I think this. Me and your misunderstanding. Oh my God, freak! Huh? <laughs> well, yeah, listen, let's address the elephant in the room first, though, because you and Charlemagne had exchanged. That's what words. he just said. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember, even because that was so long ago. I guess that was over Birdman initially. Yeah, yeah. Charlemagne, man, torture you, boy. I told you, I mean, beat got you. Nigga, beat that nigga. It was, it was all talk, isn't it? I never understood. Like, I could have seen so far. It's all we all just. Talking shit, it ain't no. Oh, absolutely. You no, know, it wasn't never really like. And then I was kind of young back then, though. I, I, uh, I would admit, like, I ain't understand blogging. You know, back then I was mm -hmm. so young and just like fresh in the game to the point where I ain't understand this shit and how important it is and how much you have to be how you is. Absolutely. But I will say, I, I made one of the worst hip hop predictions about ten years ago when I did Vlad TV. They asked me, they said, "Who gonna be around longer, Rich Homie Quan or Young Thug?" And I said, probably Rich Homie Quan. Clearly, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, 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 I was wrong. How you feel about that? I mean, you don't get them all right. You was wrong. I was <laughs> you were wrong. Just say, I was wrong. I, yeah, I, I was definitely wrong. But then also too, I you know I would hear people in Atlanta talk about you from a street perspective. So I was like, well, he seemed like he in too deep. Never too deep. Got to have your head on right, man. I just. Gain, you know, like knowledge and growth, you know. Oh, it's evident. You can see it. Became older. Certain things you just not don't want to deal with, man. I kind of grew out of it though. Grew out of what? Just the just feeling young and just like doing young, like arguing on it. And you know, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. None of that never really meant, man. Back then it did though, because mm -hmm. I was just like new to the industry. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why I was I was so mad at you just because I was like <laughs> I was fresh out of the ghetto. So seeing that type of back then, you like what the. No, I get it. I get he it. He said he's going to torture him, and Charlemagne was like, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that thug, he's going to kidnap me and torture me. I like, ain't never heard no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after the Birdman. He said, Charlemagne, we going to torture you, boy. <laughs> we going to beat you the fuck up. <laughs> Wayne about to come to Atlanta. going to see if he's tough. Mm -mm. I, I know. He said I, nope. No. I'm not going to nowhere near Atlanta after something like that. <laughs> He got talked to Birdman like two weeks ago too, man. Bank put us on the phone together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, came up. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, let's see. He from the south. I'm just from the south. I respect that man. That man put a lot of money in black people's pockets. You know, I'll never want to get that misconstrued. You know what I mean? Right. The crazy part is, even back then, I would always get calls from my folks in Atlanta, like, "Bro, Doug, the real deal." Even 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 before you even like popped off, when you had like Stoner out, I think it was Stoner. I forgot the other record. Like rappers be in the studio with you, like man, this in here with guns, 
right now, and I don't know if this is true. Somebody said you used to walk around oh, with God. tampons in case you got shot. <laughs> I swear a rapper told I ain't gonna say the rapper name, but I swear a rapper told me that. <laughs> yes, in case you got shot, you could put the. It sound know. like something like. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. So that's very. That's bad. exactly who said it. There you go, I don't ever think I was at the point where I was preparing myself to get popped to get shot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine you like, I need a tampon. Young Doug's like, I got one for you. <laughs> How you know it was him though? When you said ten years ago, he mm -hmm. one of the guys that kind of met me when I was, you know, on the rise. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Upcoming artist, he he met me back then. And always he always tell people a funny story about me having, being in radio station with a gun. Mm -hmm. But we wasn't on no stupid shit, just like I damn near forgot it. I had it on me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Atlanta, you know, our laws are different, so like. We can have guns. Absolutely. You don't have one on you now, do you? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that to him. Don't do that to him. <laughs> what would 2021 thug tell 2011 thug? You were right. Like, you saw all of this. Like, you saw you becoming the mogul with the music. Yes. I guess people could say even fashion icon. Yes. Influencing the game with your, with your music. I was always good at that. Like, influencing, um, dressing. I was like a, the big dog in my hood in mm -hmm. my hood before rap. I was 16 years old, like running the whole hood. Mm -hmm. So I always like, I dealt with that my whole entire career. I, I still want to go back to the past, man, because I want to talk about the myth of Young Thug, because I used to hear so much shit about you. I, I heard that you was protecting the city of Atlanta, basically, after Katrina, because it was people coming into the city, it was robbing folks and like killing folks, and you was on some like superhero Avengers shit, like, Protecting the city of Atlanta. Who you hear you begin your information from about me? All these myths. The I honestly don't think nobody told you that. I, I think, promise you. I think you just think that. Like, no, man. Now you can look at somebody like, yeah, I bet this had the whole wire. That was actually right, though. New Orleans boys. That's right. Tough. They tough. And it was like right after Katrina, they had like list of people they wanted to take out in the city. And they was trying to extort. They was extorting a few people. But it's just like, I went, I never wouldn't like look for nobody or nothing like that. It's just, it ended up coming to our hood. That's what I heard. I heard it was, used, I heard you was, it was defense. It was, heard it was all defense. The dog was on the front lines, protecting the city of ATF. This was before rap though. Yep. I'm only like 11, 12, just got guns. My first, I probably had my first gun at like nine or 10. But they said it was, it was grown rappers coming to you though. Not facts. How did that all simmer down? Did it just over time? Like, yeah. Um, so many people had ended up going to jail dealing with that it was probably like 20 people that got life sentences wow. about this this situation. When you look back on it, though, you can understand. I guess you can understand why they were doing what they were doing, because they was just kind of like starving. and Right. I respect it, though. Just growing up, I ain't respect it back then. I'm just like, I don't go what happened to y'all in the hood. And I don't care about none of that. Mm -hmm. Not about to do that shit. Yeah. But growing up, it's like, I would definitely did the same thing they did. They actually, actually didn't do anything wrong. And you, you didn't do nothing wrong either yeah. by protecting it. Right. You think in general, when you first started doing music, they were pretty supportive of you? Yeah. I was already popular before I started doing music. At one point, I was popular for being the youngest nigga in Atlanta getting shot, shooting people. Like, I got shot, I think I was like 12, 13, my first time getting shot. Damn. What happened? Oh, you don't feel like talking uh, about it? It was a shootout. Some niggas just pulled up in our hood, rolled down the window. You know what's so crazy? One of the guys, 
It's my best friend. Now. He a rapper too, right? No. Oh, okay. He's my twenty one. No, it wasn't him though. It was some from his side of town though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now this like my best friend. This shot me. How does that happen? Like, how does that transition of him becoming your best one of your best friends? He ended up going to jail like three times. Not for that. He, he didn't ever go to jail. Uh, shoot me. He ended up going to prison like three times though. Like doing like five years, three years, two years, like that. I think I just grew a heart from him because cause, cause of prison. I'm just like, this keep going to prison. Like, I can't even kill this. <laughs> that ain't funny, man. This guy like, is so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Joker forever. The other thing they used to say about you, they used to be like, yo, I used to get called like, no, listen, he's like the Joker. I'm like a man. I'm actually a warm hearted, like, I'm really a calm, mm -hmm. cool, good hearted guy. I'm like hands on, so I see like sides of people. That you probably wouldn't see. I like the lesson in the fact that you know you and you and homie is cool now though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, a lot of the, a lot of youngins can learn from that. Like right. you don't gotta always, you don't gotta be final with your ops all the time. And they don't gotta start because like all this shit happened. Like few of them got shot, few of us got shot. But now we friends, so all that was for them. No, everybody jeopardized their life. Everybody could have went to prison, and it was about then. All right, we got more with Young Thug. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Young Thug. Yee. Well, you're a very loyal person, so if somebody in your crew doesn't get along with somebody, that automatically means you don't either, right? Or how does that work? Do you try to squash things? Yeah, hey, yeah. I'll be the person that try to squash because I just, like, I don't know, man. I'm getting older. I remember just, like, seeing my mom cry when my brother died. I'm like, F I just don't want to see nobody's mom cry. Wow. People got families too. Yeah, yeah. My mom probably didn't go to sleep five years straight. My brother died, you know? Mm hmm So I just, I'm older, so I guess I just think about that type of shit more. And you blessed, right? Because a lot of people don't, God don't give everybody that opportunity to even have that type of reflection. Right. To even look back on it and be like, man, that was for nothing. And he overgave us an opportunity, like, a few times. We did a lot of dummy missions with, with millions of dollars. We did a few stupid shits that could have got everything took. Think about life without you. Like, think about all the people that you provide for, all the people you done put on, you done help put in position. There's no you, there's probably no gunner, there's probably no baby, who knows? Right, thank God. That's that's the other story. The other story, is the, uh, you, <laughs> well, that's true though. You gave baby money to get out the street, to rap. Just going to the hood, cause he like money. If he can make 5,000, 10,000 every day, that's the only way he'll stay out the hood if he can make the same money that he making in the hood. Cause mm -hmm. if he just sit in the hood, he gonna make, 10,000, 20,000 every day. Mm -hmm. Profit, all profit. What'd you see in Little Baby back then? Because he was still in the street, fresh. What did you see in him back then that said, nah, bro, I'm gonna I'm a pay you to stay out the street and rap? I was scared for him to like, go back to jail because he just did, yeah, he just did a bit. Mm -hmm. He got straight out of jail and went straight back to the same neighborhood, the same house that the, pol that the police busted and locked him up. Mm -hmm. He went right back to the same house. It was a spot, mm -hmm. you know? But I also, he was popular too. He was, he reminded me of like when I, before rap, cause I was popular before rap. He was popular, he's popular too. Mm -hmm. Before rap, he was like getting a lot of likes on his Instagram and people like, oh, he got like nice ass captions and shit. I'm like, yo, you should try to make a song, bro. You probably be crazy. Just show him the life and like took him with me a few times everywhere. And he started saying like, oh damn, this easy. You know, cause we, cut, we grew up together too. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes it feel like it's easy. If he seen me do, he seen me do every single thing. He's just like, yeah, I can do it. But I released to pay this to go to the studio. How much? You said five, five a day, you said? We getting like 5,000, 2,000, 3,000, because he was a young mm -hmm. So like, I might be gone to LA for three days. So like, here, here go 4,000. But he's still hustling, he's still getting real. He's getting his own money, but mm -hmm. 
He got a gambling problem. Yeah, <laughs> I hear he that off. Gambling problem. He, he he for sure lost ten times more money than he ever had. Why, why not put him on YSL? YSL wasn't established back then. Yeah, it was. I was dealing with a lot of like court. Shit. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with so much. Shit. I'm like, I ain't bringing him in that. He just got out of prison. What the same? Shit. I'm like, man, I got. I'm gonna tighten up. And I was like, man, you know what? Let's take you to my buddy, man. P. A good guy. He gonna focus. That's it. I mean, that's honorable though. Just to bring him to P and say, I am. This shit was literally signed to me. Gucci had you in the kind of same situation, right? Yeah. He ended up going to prison. Mm-hmm. He probably like spent so many millions of dollars fighting the case just to get the three or four years that he did do. He spent probably all of his money. So he just like sold some of his assets. You know what I'm saying? I was just one of the assets. Okay. He sold them to the label. You know, is it easier for you to talk about things now that you're a little older and things are more in the past? Because I noticed on the album, right, you started off with Die Slow and you tell some personal things. It sounds like you're just having a conversation. So how hard was that for you to make that decision to put that all out there? It was hard. because, And it's only because I just don't like people to, to feel like they know me. I liked it better when Charlemagne just was like, damn, I wonder how he is. Right. You hear all these stories. As opposed to, <laughs> oh, he's a, he a cool guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dope, though, because you have one perception to people looking and you're throwing people off. Like, why he doing that? Why he doing that? But then you hear these stories and you're like, for real? So you, you me personally, you got to believe the street, right? Yeah, you better. <laughs> you, my <laughs> shoes, bro. you think if he would have seen Charlemagne back then? He wouldn't have saw me. <laughs> I know how to avoid people. What, I, do I think it would have been smoke? Or you think he would have came up to him or anything, like a conversation? 100%. I believe you. I was I was literally mad at you, I don't, and I don't I know can why. Tell. He shoot you and give you a tampon. Man, shut up. Man. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There wouldn't been no guns involved. Oh, hell no. <laughs> we probably would just got the argument. We just would have been like, Nah, I probably would have did something to your head, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I used to get the calls. They used to call me like Charlemagne. I'm telling you now, he like the Joker. I don't like when people trying to make it seem like I'm just. I'm just psyched out on crazy. No, they said, I promise. And, the, and it was a it was a woman that told me that, and she ain't saying like that. She said he's a great guy, he's a nice guy, but he's like the Joker. He'll be so nice, and then just, he'll set fire to the town. Who told you that? Walk mama? No, 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 no. There was somebody else. Yeah. Now you also said on Die Slow, you seeking God's soul because you know something's missing. What, what do you think is missing? I just got a few problems still in my life. They're not even that big. They're just like they won't leave though. You know. And I think it's because it's like, you thought you got to know God, but not, it hasn't been that good. Like, you know, it's not good enough to the point where he, where he's like, capiche, to mm. your problems. Mm. You know? Because it's like, damn, why the hell am I still having these problems? I got everything. My people got everything. Everybody got everything. I still got certain problems. And I think it just, it's just like, I need yeah. to get closer to God, you know? Is it things that you, you, you running from? Like things you trying not to deal with internally, maybe? No, nah, I'm grown. I'm black. I deal with it off top. Mm-hmm. Whatever problem I have, I deal with it right then. If I'm a cry, if I'm a bitch about it, if I'm doing anything, I do it right then. Soon mm-hmm. as soon as I soon as I notice it's a problem, I go ahead and deal with it. Once I stop crying or like feeling down about it, I won't ever feel down about it again. So I just go ahead and deal with it. When the last time you cried? Maybe like a month and a half ago. You remember for what? Of course. That's, that's your business. You ain't got to share if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, but why'd you want to be on Donda so bad? I saw you say that you uh you called him and said, if I don't get on this album, it's going to be a problem. It ain't that I want to be on it so bad. It, it, it's just like, bro, we got a hundred songs. Putting the motherfucking songs out. Mm-hmm. You're like, you a billionaire. Like, 
you at the point where it's like you don't need none of this. Shit. If I was a billion, if I was Kanye West or Jay Z, if I just say I was Jay Z or or Kanye, I probably would have would have more features than anybody in the world. If I'm at the point where I know me being on your song can make it number one, I'm definitely getting on the song. Mm. That's what I respect about Drake. Yeah, you all got that number one song right like now. Like you help and you genuinely do it. Way too sexy was your concept though. It feels like a Doug song. Yeah, came to the studio like fresh. Hula like man, you gonna say this shit, bro? We just in the studio talking shit and just like listening to beats. The beat come on and Pluto just like man, let's do some sexy. Shit. So we just like freestyling to each other. Then it's just like mm, too sexy. Boom. It just came about like that. I see you talk about the icons a lot. You feel like they don't they don't reach out to you the way you would want to? No, they don't. They genuine all good people though. I don't know why. Maybe they want me to just figure it out and just go through it, you know, so mm -hmm. you can like learn actually learning and like respect it. Or maybe it's just like we in the same league. I can't tell you this. Most of the time it be I can't tell you. I don't like that type of because I always spill the beans. Like, I'm gonna tell anybody anything that can help them win. Like. But your lane different though. Everything that might have worked for them may not work for you. Right. But it ain't even about like what to do. It's just more about like being reminded or just feeling love. The OGs are like hands on, mm -hmm. you know? Cause mm -hmm. that's all young fiend for like, like OGs that got their hands on. But you got Drake playing everybody part. So Drake like the industry OG for a lot of people. Yeah, I gotta put him right there. And then it because of the way he's saying the songs or none of that, it's because he with every body mm -hmm. upcoming artists the most mm -hmm. I got to respect it mm -hmm. he just know like I'm the hottest in the world I can go number one you can become a superstar by me doing this song or hopping on your song he actually know that mm -hmm. and he do it mm -hmm. for those exact reasons morning everybody it's DJ Envy Angela Yee Charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking in with young thug Yee Elton John you're on his album right right so you and Elton John, now that's, to me, that's interesting. How right? the f that happened? <laughs> but I'm a fan. I, heard, I saw him say you can freestyle better than Eminem. Well, yeah, of course, Eminem. Elton John, like, he a fan. The first thing he ever said when I met him was, when WAP get out. Oh, good. Yeah. But then he said, WAP. Damn. He said, Guap. No, he didn't, man. I Stop playing. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not a liar. Wow. <laughs> Where did you meet him? Like, you gotta tell us how that connection even happened. You sampled his, one of his, you sampled Rocket Man. Yes, I did Rocket Man. Mm -hmm. So that's the first time we ever got in touch. And he got a condo in Atlanta. So this is a weird, this is a story. Damn, I wonder, should I tell you? Sure, okay. please do tell. It was a story about him and his first lover. Now he's, he, he met his first lover in 1991 in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's the year I was born. And the lover name was Jeffrey. Wow. Right. And he helped him, like, you know, stop everything he was doing and just, like, become a man. And, like, it was just, like, a father figure to him. But it was his, it was his, his it was his fiance, his mm -hmm. partner. And he he was a fan of Gucci Man. So he heard me on one of Gucci Man's songs. So he old school. So he just, like, pulled everything about him, about you up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Leo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 1991. Where are you from? Atlanta? Oh, my God. What? The whole background is the same as his ex fiance wow. so he just like what just start paying attention but he a real fan he really can sing the songs and so he hit you up like yo pull up i need to we need to meet and... i'm in atlanta wow you and you and tip um y'all y'all had a relationship before rap too well before you was a rapper yeah yeah he talk a lot of stuff but he, he's actually 
like one of the realest guys in the world. A hundred percent. That's why I always wonder, like, you know, it's hard for y'all, right? Because y'all come from a certain environment, but then y'all get to these levels and people don't necessarily may, may know the background. So right. then you find yourself maybe having to prove yourself sometime in this, this, this rap game. Right. Got to just stay out of the way. Because, mm -hmm. like, sometimes just chasing you. No matter how much you run, you know, sometimes trouble just chasing you. You still think Bad it's chasing energy? you? Yes. I've did enough in my life to, to where... You probably chase me for the rest of my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. How do you make amends for that? Just dealing with it. Like, whatever happened, happens. I made the bed, you know, lay in it. Do you try to course correct things now by doing things? You know, like maybe pay off that, that karmic debt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been doing that for at least like the last seven or eight years. You know, some people just like, you don't know me, so you look at me a certain way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Anybody who know me, you, gonna, you know like, oh, f he's too good. Can nothing... Probably wouldn't happen to him. He's like a good guy, you know? Mm -hmm. You just gotta, you just have to be around. How much have uh, Kevin Lyles and Leo Cohen done for you as a man and, and artist? Oh, not much. They gonna make you a man. Kevin Lyles are like, he'll baby you sometimes, but like, Leo Cohen, I'm gonna He made me a man. I hated him more than you. Really? <laughs> but you used to be with him though. Everything was just bad. My, my first deal was bad. Just signed a deal and then no one ever contact me and it's just like I'm in the streets. I'm just like young and like I'm like it's just everything is just like ah you know and then you trying to pop off and then you feel like you owe a label you know what I'm saying and you like I've been signed to them for like two or three years but I don't even know nobody mm -hmm. I don't know one person here but he a good guy it took me like nine months a year to forgive him he a good guy he a dad so when, so when you say forgive him what is it because of a bad contract yeah I just seen from his shoes. It was like a brand new company. Mm -hmm. All he's doing at that point is just signing artists. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just building a roster. Giving everybody the same contract. Right. And do you think also because like Charlemagne's heard all these stories about you, people have heard stories about you, you think that maybe they were intimidated too? Charlemagne got the right to be like, yo, I don't want to be around. Mm -hmm. I feel like if me and you ain't head on like, hey, we doing something to each other and we see each other, it's no way. I, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. That's just frame. You just framing me at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to him, of course, we got we had real shit going on, like to the point where we see each other. It might be, some, it might be up. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry for that too, bro. I, I, apology accepted. I, I, I apologize for anything I said that made you want to kidnap me and torture me. Yeah, you said bull. <laughs> you said a lot of bullshit. My. What I said, I, I really, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even really be remembering, I feel like you man. kept it going, too, after that. Like, you said something. I was even looking this morning, like, I was looking. Ain't no gangster, he a gangster. The game, Wayne, they even come to the city, he a gangster. We'll know if they don't make it out. I said that? Uh, I, I remember when you tweeted, um, Breakfast Club is the devil. I did? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that was after the game interview. Yeah. That's why. I guess you and the game had a situation back then. Yeah, then it's like you start trying to do interviews with everybody out beefing with. You like, <laughs> no, man, this one you were working with. Come on, dog. You doing an interview with game, game, the game? Back then, I mean, even now, I mean, listen, we would, I would interview game now, but back when? I don't even remember when that was. Like 2015, he had albums and stuff. Man, that went, that ain't then. But I don't like to be one of them people. Like, you know, I'm if if we if we rock with you, we rock with you. Whether you up, whether you down, like it definitely ain't about that. Cause at that mm -hmm. point, it was bigger than me. But it was like, it did nothing for you. Now, I'm sure it did good on YouTube and stuff like that. Oh, my God. But you see, we we, we we interview plenty of people, man. Right, but... It wasn't nothing. It wasn't like, let's interview yeah, Game because Game right, 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 right. beefing no, with them. Saying, I, that's what I felt. I was, I was goddamn 18. No, man. 19. It never was personal. I'm just saying. 
I feel you. There were times back then that we thought you were going to come up here and do an interview because I remember they kept being like, would you interview Thug? And I'm like, would he want to come to the show? That's why I, even now I was surprised. I always wanted to do this show too. Always. This is one of the biggest shows. Y'all know y'all got it. Y'all got it. We always wanted you here. I saw you. Po I, mean, I, I saw you post one day. One day you just posted my picture <laughs> with laughing emojis. <laughs> I'm like, man, what's up with I dog? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a random picture <laughs> with laughing emojis. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you got uh, Mac Miller and Juice World on the album too. You was close to both of them, or just Juice? Yeah, yeah. I know you was close both, to Juice. Both, like brothers. Did you ever process like the depths of of Mac and Juice? I mean, you, you know you. You've seen people go before, but once you're in the industry and you get industry relationships and you see that, did you ever process that? No. I, I feel like I'm still running from it. You and Juice had a bunch of music together, right? Damn, man, yeah. So when you hear it now, like, does it bring up all those old memories and everything else? Yes. He liked being around me. We spent a lot of time together. We spent a lot of time. Mac, too. I was with Mac the day before he died. What? No. He was at my studio. We did the song on my album. So crazy, but it's coincidental. He came to the studio, did a song with me. The next day, he died. And the song that we did at the studio, the name of the song is Day Before. Wow. But the song is just about like like women. Like back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was like flamboyant. Like yeah, day mm -hmm. before. Damn. This died the next day, bro. Do you go, do you go back and think about that? Those last conversations, that last those last moments. I mean, you didn't know that was gonna be the last moments, but yeah, I think deep on that because it's like. Is that a sign? Have you ever just wished like God could just really talk to you? I, I feel yeah. like I talk to him. If I like, but that's I why I do meditation all the time. Yeah, when I meditate, I feel like he gives me the answers. He just talk. It's real quiet. It ain't as loud as the noise around you. Like you know, you see it on TV, social media, people in your ear. But when God talk, it's like real, real quiet. He only gonna repeat. He only gonna say it once. Or she, I say he or she. He, she that, that entity is only gonna say it one time. Like you know the right things to do. You very self aware though. Right. And you have good intuition. That's right. I right. can see that in you. Right. Good guy. I'm really a good guy. <laughs> All right. Well, don't move. We got more with Young Thug. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Young Thug. Yee. When it comes to women, are you a good guy? Oh, here come that tea. She trying to get that tea, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that boy. <laughs> What you mean when it comes? They do this. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean when it comes to women? I'm I mean, a good listen, because listen to your music. Like, like you have this one song where you like, um, what is it? You said you it last night, and then <laughs> never. I can't get you out of this one, dog. That's, that's between you so and what her. What is now. it like? What is it like for you? Are you single now? Are you still in a relationship? Have you ever noticed that you always talk about sex? <laughs> I don't say anything about sex. I said single or in a relationship. I know. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I got a whole podcast about it called Lip Service about relationships and sex. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that whole but is I crazy. always notice that they, <laughs> the guys who are real usually treat their women better than most, right? So do you think that as you are reflecting on anything, everything in your life, do you think that when it comes to relationships that you've been the person that you want to be, the man that you want to be in a relationship? Oh, of course. You know, taking care of the house, making you feel like your father, you know, the thing, the thing you got to do with women, you got to make them, you got to make them feel like you their father. Right, because you want to feel secure. You also want to feel like if something goes wrong, he's gonna be there to take care of it. That's the first person you call when something's going down. Are you trusting of women when you're in relationships? I trust the girl that I'm in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. But other women, no, I don't trust no damn, no. 
How hard does it get to to get to the point where you trust somebody? Like the, who you're with now? How hard did it take? How long did it take? You have your guard up. You have your walls up. You never know what somebody's there for. How long was that process? Oh, it was long. I loved it. I loved it. It was long at all. It was seconds. But guard, my guard came down so fast. Like, <laughs> That's your intuition. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know she was the one? I didn't know. I just like went with the flow. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to go back to what you said about you know being the father because a lot of people he- hear that and try to misconstrue it, but it's it's true. Like men should be nurturing and we should be loving and we should be caring and protectors and providers like a father would. That's why I, have a, you know, I got four daughters. When my daughter come to me and you know some man come to me and ask for one of their hand in marriage, I want to make sure that he can do all of those things right. for her. Like you know what I mean? Right. So I understand what you meant by that. What was the purpose of trashing the Rolls Royce? I don't know. I just wanted. I was. I didn't. I wasn't feeling. I wasn't in album mode, and I just was like, you know what? I want to do something really cool. What did it symbolize for you? Though? Uh, it just symbolized punk and rock, rock star, and just like, yeah, it's me. Who called it? Man, hey, I bought this same day, man. What? Oh my god. Man, I love that the club, man. Oh my god. So you bought it? No insurance? No nothing? Yeah, yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah, sure. For sure. But God, I don't. I, it's a, it's a, it's trash at this point. Did you buy it? Buy it? Or did you lease it? I bought it. I don't lease no more. Car. <laughs> so you spent the whole three hundred, four hundred. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> was it worth it? Yes. It was really fun. I had hid the keys somewhere in LA though, so whoever find the keys can have can have a car. It's the key ain't drivable, is it? You get it fixed. You get it. Fixed. You get the parts. It might be about a hundred. Wow. But you definitely can get it. Definitely mm-hmm. can get it fixed. It's only dents. Windows. Yeah. Let's talk about your relationship with J. Cole. And I like when you guys work together because some people in their head might be like, what's that going to sound like? But obviously y'all have a good relationship and been working together. What are some things you learned from J. Cole? Keep going. Keep believing. You know, because it got to a point where you didn't want to hear like certain type of music. And his music was the, that music. Mm-hmm. And he just kept believing and never stopped. He did. He did. All, he always did the numbers, but it was like he couldn't get, catch the right tour. He couldn't sell, you know. He just kept going. I got that from him. He a family guy. He always, he's always with his wife and his kid. Always, every single day. Every dollar ain't good. That's true. Every dollar ain't good. Have you turned down some huge situations? Of course, of course. Millions of dollars, me. What was the last thing you turned down? I think I, it was like three shows. Somebody wanted to do three shows with me, but I wanted a million dollars for a show, and they wanted to give me like eight hundred. Eight sounds pretty good. I mean, I mean, eight hundred sounds pretty good, though. No, like, because then it, that's your number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like actually like push it away. Mm-hmm. I did just enough to where they'll come back. Where, where? What's, what's your relationship like now with uh with Wayne, Lil Wayne? We haven't been to the studio a few times. Where? You know, got a few songs together. Supposed to be working on this album. Man, I told him I'm like, I'm like, bro, you know, you my idol. Like, we just need, we just got to do an album. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, you can have the album. I don't care. Did you ever really dislike him? Or that was just... I ain't ever disliked him. You felt like he didn't like you, though, because he didn't shake... I know you said he didn't shake your hand when you ran into him, and then people... Just a lot of like, People felt like you were trolling him. When you did the card, was it Carter Six? six? Yep. Some corny to me. Mm-hmm. Like, trolling a is corny. I don't think I ever was trolling him. I really wanted to be like him, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like I was trolling him, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you ever? Did y'all have that conversation, you and him? We definitely had conversations, but do you remember that first one y'all had after all of that, after all the stuff that played out in the media? Yeah, it was it was easy too. Like, 
That's how I know we are alike because it, was, it wasn't even like a long conversation. It was literally seconds. Mm -hmm. But I understood. Mm -hmm. I did. I walked off not feeling a certain type of way. He walked off not feeling a certain type of way. Who put it together? Burbank? Yes. Wow. And it was. you said it was seconds. Like, what up, bro? Man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I love you, bro. Ooh, ooh. Lock in. And that's ooh. all you needed. And y'all been doing songs and shit ever since. Wow. That's, that's all it ever was. Yeah. I don't know. I think he just probably mad, mad at Bird or Mm-hmm. In that picture with Lil Dirk, what was on that computer, man? Gotta ask Dirk. Pro he Tools. He told me not to ever tell nobody. <laughs> no, man. We definitely wasn't looking at Pro Tools. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Definitely wasn't looking at Pro Tools. So he's he called you like, don't ever tell nobody what we was looking at. <laughs> I asked him before, like, hey. He like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I say less. How much do numbers matter to you? Because I know your last couple of albums were number one. Obviously, you have the song that's number one with Drake. But when it comes to this album, which, you know, could be number one. I know Meek was saying that those numbers, Billboard, none of that matters to him. How much does it matter to you? The same amount. It's just numbers. It ain't about none of that. Like At one point, J. Cole album was going number one, but he couldn't sell a theater. So do the numbers matter? That's real. Does Thug have any regrets over the last 11 years of your time in this industry? Not doing every single thing I wrote out. It ain't too late. Ain't ever too late. But that's what I regret. I regret getting into it with people. I regret spending so much motherfucking money. On what, just material items like just cars? everything. We don't believe you, Doug. You just bought a car last week and, and <laughs> beat up on it for no reason. I regret it. You, you regret, regret it? that already? <laughs> already? <laughs> a week later, you regret it? Not even a week, a few days later, you regret it already? After seeing me in there, caught that back. I said, oh my God, you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thug, man, I'm happy that you came to the Breakfast Club and yeah. it's good seeing your evolution over the past 10, 11 years, my brother. Truly, man. And I, I, I apologize for anything I said that offended you in the past. We was all younger and stupider back then. Because I like seeing young black men get money. And you making other black men rich, man. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Not just, just getting money. Putting, putting, on. putting other people in position. Got to respect it. Well, so far, because the album came out later than we anticipated, you know. Uh, <laughs> Post Malone still was doing his verse. What? No. At midnight. I didn't know that's why. Oh, man. Call me at 12 o'clock like I'm almost done. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but you must have just reached out to him to do it then. No, he's just taking his precious time. Is it going to be a deluxe? You know, everybody does a deluxe with some songs that they didn't have on there first. You're going to do a deluxe also? Deluxe? They burnt out nothing. Oh, you I don't be caring about them. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, it's not. Like, if I, once I listen to your album, if I like it, I, you know, I'm gonna keep going back to it. But if I listen to it, and I ain't really with it the first time. It's like I'm gonna go back to two, three more bullshit ass songs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, congrats, Punk Salute is the out. Young Thug. Appreciate you for coming, brother. Punk is out right now. It's the Breakfast Club. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a little bit of a mixed question. So like a donkey. Hee-haw. Okay. Donkey of the day. <laughs> the breakfast club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but donkey of the day is a new one. Well, <clears throat> okay, let me blow my nose. Uh, okay. Listen, donkey of the day goes to self-love ambassador, entrepreneur, social media relationship expert, Arthur. He's wrote books like Hail Together Without Hurting Each Other. He wrote another book called Single Mothers Are For Grown Men Only. And he even wrote a book called A Cheating Man's Heart, <laughs> a fiction novel. 
Uh, I put fiction novel in air quotes because based on all these new developments, it's safe to say Derek Jackson's book, A Cheating Man's Heart, was probably based on a true story. Now, Derek has built a following basically calling men out on their behavior, okay, holding men accountable. I'm not mad at that. He's done it to me. He's done it to Little Duval. He's done it to Gilly the King. He's done it to Isaac Hayes III. This is his thing, okay, holding men accountable. And I'm fine with that. I had him on my podcast, Brilliant Idiots, a few years ago. And on that podcast, we promised to hold each other accountable. Well, Derek Jackson, it's your turn to be held accountable. Okay, let's just get right to it. Derek Jackson is full of sh Okay. The what? <laughs> I can't curse, and you know that. So you, you say, oh, what? <laughs> he, yes, he's Thank full you. of that. Okay, he's a liar, a textbook narcissist and manipulator who gets what he wants at the expense of other people's well-being. This is a guy who will get online and say this about men who have cheated. I have no sympathy for a man who finds it to be difficult to be faithful after being in a promiscuous lifestyle, and neither should you. Nobody told you to be promiscuous before the relationship, and nobody made you be monogamous with just her. You don't want her, let another man have her. Simple. And more times, I would say nine times out of ten, when the dude gets caught cheating, that wasn't his very, very first time cheating. That was his only time getting caught. I agree with you, Derek. <laughs> okay. And guess what? Derek Jackson himself is a cheater. Oh, he just got exposed by a woman named Candace. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name, but, but Derek Jackson, who is a married man, bought this woman to Atlanta to stay in his house. He shares with his wife and kids. The woman, Candace, who Derek was cheating with, actually took pictures of her laying in the bed. He shared with his wife in their Atlanta home. Derek Jackson, who spells his last name J-A-X-N. Why? I don't know. That bothers me. Jackson may be a slave name, but when it comes to black people, it's one of the greatest last names you can ever have. Why would you hack that? I mean, when you're talking Jacksons, you're talking Samuel L., Janet, Jesse, Bo, Randy, Mahalia, and of course, Michael. But actually, I'm glad you don't spell your last name Jackson because you don't deserve to be in that Jackson power ranking, okay? If you were, you would be at the bottom right under Andrew. You know Andrew Jackson, 7th President of the United States, uh, slave master, ethnic cleanser, tyrant. If you actually spelled your last name Jackson correctly, you would be at the bottom of the list near him because of the level of evil that you display. Yes, my brother. See, what we're going to do here today is stop the shenanigans. Okay, see, my father always told me that when you lie, you're not lying to nobody but yourself. And I have watched you since this story broke just lie and attempt to continue to manipulate the public. I mean, that's what you do. You manipulate people. You get online and have these bad faith arguments, which is also textbook narcissism, meaning you don't care about or even try to understand the people that you speak about. You said it yourself. I don't have no sympathy for a man who cheats. Not only do you not care or attempt to understand the people you're talking about to have any sympathy or empathy. All right. You are dedicated to deliberately misunderstanding and mischaracterizing others to make yourself look good. You like to paint other men as being dishonest and deceptive and morally corrupt. Why? Because you're a narcissist and that's what narcissists do. Project their BS onto other people. The reason you love to paint men as dishonest, deceptive and morally corrupt is because that's what you are. See, Derek, I waited to give you donkey because I wanted to see how you would react to all of this. And you reacted by doing what you've been doing all this time. And that's lying. See, I saw the first video you posted when you first addressed the allegations. You said that you and your wife were separated during that time and that you and Candace have had a sexual relationship without actually having sex. Listen, I'm in screw it mode, effort mode. I'm hitting up old chicks. I really don't care at this point. One of those people was a girl named Candace.
Now, here's the thing. So me and Candace have had a sexual relationship without actually having sex. Fallacies, nonsense, word salad, lies, denying, changing definitions. This is textbook narcissism, people. Lying about what happened, denial, delusion, trying to confuse us to make us doubt the reality of, this, reality of the situation. See, narcissists are often ill-equipped to have mature discussions or resolve conflicts, but in their mind, they are experts at it. Okay, he don't even really understand what he's saying, but in his mind, he's being rational, reasonable, and correct. But the reality is, this nigga just lying. That's why what he's saying don't make no sense, okay? We had a sexual relationship but didn't have sex. That's why it's just an incoherent rant with no logic because it's a lie. Then hours later, hours later, Derek Jackson came back online with his wife to admit that he did cheat and that he was unfaithful to his wife. Listen to this guy. The truth is, is that Derek Jackson was involved with other women outside the marriage. And by involved, I want to be clear, I'm not talking about just casually kicking it, maybe a lunch or something like that. I'm talking about as serious as sex. First name, nigga, last name, please. Derek, if nobody else has told you, what you did to your wife was wrong. All right, she had nothing to do with this. She wasn't with you when you was out here cheating with these women, so she shouldn't be with you when you're doing damage control. This story has nothing to do with her. Nothing. And what's sad is you are more concerned about saving your business than you are about saving your marriage. You are more concerned about what we think of you than you are about what your wife thinks of you. King, if you're going to use your wife as a human shield, like Nino Brown used that kid as a human shield in New Jack City, at least get her glammed up. Okay? You got her up there looking like she forgot it was a second part to the Busted Challenge. I was waiting for her to drop and come up fresh, but that never happened. And guess what? You don't care. You didn't care about the backlash she could receive. You be on social media all the time. You know how cruel people are. Not only does your wife have to heal from your infidelity now, she has to heal from the bullying that she is currently receiving online. But a narcissist like you don't give a damn because your goal as a narcissist is to dominate and be perceived as right at all costs. Do you know the complex your wife is gonna have now? It's impossible to not be impacted by what people say about you online. Ain't enough God and Jesus in the world. You can put on the whole armor of God and God will protect you, but you still gonna feed into what people are saying. And you could have protected your queen from all that because she had nothing to do with it. This is about you and your behavior. If she forgives you, great, but that don't mean drag her out and have her on your arm looking like a damn puppet off Crankyacres and you the chief manipulator controlling all her movements, but that's what narcissists do. They deflect, attack, project. That's why he had his wife there, to deflect. Then he started talking about John Gray because Shade Room asked him a question. You should have just ignored that, but you can't because narcissists love to shift attention from what they are saying and doing. This brother Derek Jackson went so far as to deflect and blame Jesus. Listen. At that point, I had a beef with God. I gave my life to Christ and my whole life fell apart. My marriage fell apart. At this point, I'm not seeing my kids. And I really honestly just went to a place of, of effort. It's the audacity for me. I've never heard a person say I gave my life to God and now my life is effed up. That's not how that works. Derek, God told me to tell you, stop lying, nigga. Okay, God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, they don't got nothing to do with your ways. In fact, they told me to remind you that this is nothing but the devil. That's who should be getting the blame here, the devil. And the devil's name is Derek Jackson. You're the liar. You're the manipulator. You're the narcissist. Giving your life to Christ didn't eff your life up. You effed your life up because you live in a lie. And you had the nerve to blame God. You did the same thing to Jesus that you did to your wife. 
brought Jesus into it for no reason. But the reason you do this is because you never truly have to take responsibility for their toxic behavior. That's what narcissists do. Narcissists do things like this. The only reason he brought Jesus up is because he never truly wants to take responsibility for his bad behavior. Derek, I decided to give you donkey today after what I heard you say last night because it confirmed for me what I already knew. You are a textbook narcissist. Like you need to be studied. See, gaslight is narcissists love to speak in the third person. Why? Because it distances them from their actions. Listen to this dude yesterday sitting in the car. Listen. I hope he understands that all the accountability in the world is not going to rebuild broken trust. Not on a personal level and even with the public that he's addressing, like even his most loyal supporters at this point will probably have a raised eyebrow from this point forward whenever he wants to condemn another man for something like this and, and rightfully so. So hopefully he understands that. Nonetheless, I know some people will see this type of video, even though he's come forward and he's been completely honest. Um, some people are just gonna close the book on D. I'm more so on the side of his wife and just basically letting this be a new chapter of how I see him. Because I do believe that his content over the years has helped a tremendous amount of people. Lord you know, he mercy. tells the truth, he speaks facts. And quite honestly, I'm gonna be real with y'all, I've needed several new chapters in my own life. When gaslighters, narcissists feel that not enough people are praising them, they praise themselves. Speaking in third person is a reassurance to the gaslighter narcissist that he is worthy of adoration. Derek, it's just simply time for you to shut the F up forever. Take a break. I know last year with COVID, money probably was tight because you weren't getting booked for speaking engagements to show up to lie to people. And I know you see your business crumbling before your eyes, but King, just go get help. You need to do some real soul searching. You need to do some real therapy and you need to fix what's wrong with you. Don't get online today trying to project, deflect and attack anyone else. Prove to us that you are not a narcissist by shutting the hell up. I challenge you to disable all your social media and go away for some months, vanish. I know as a narcissist, you believe that you can talk your way out of this situation, but no. Cause see, if you don't stop now, I, I know where you're going to go from here. What's going to happen is instead of really taking responsibility for your actions, you're going to continue to deflect and start attacking other people. And that's when it's going to get bad for you. Because right now it's just Candace. Well, man, oh, man, there's so many women that are ready to talk about how you tried to holler at them. And if you don't stop while you're ahead, it's going to get worse. And I know it may feel like it can't get worse, but Derek, it absolutely can. Just go away for a while. I know you got an extremely fragile ego and shaky self-esteem. You're going to be online looking for the handful of people who are still stupid enough to support you. You're going to be reposting them and retweeting them to receive more false validation, looking for folks to side with you and tell them that you are right and good and blah, blah, blah. Well, you can prop your wife up. You can deflect and attack others, blame others, act like you're happily married now and continue to use this situation to promote that book of lies you have on your website with you and your wife on the cover. But since you, the narcissist, like to speak in third person, let's end this with Derek Jackson giving a piece of advice to Derek Jackson. Listen. Public service announcement. Marriage doesn't make a man marriage material. See, through the media and sometimes firsthand experience, marriage has been marketed as what it could and really should be. A long-lasting, beautiful union, but it's not a magic trick that wipes away a dude's ain't ways forever. You can go get the prettiest ribbon you can find and put it on a turd. It's still gonna be a piece of Marriage makes you married. <laughs> Loyalty is what makes you committed. I agree, Derek. You can put a ribbon on a piece of and it's still a piece of okay? And if you've proved anything to us this week, it's that you, sir, are a piece of can you change that? Sure, we all grow, but you have to make a commitment to yourself and not this idea of yourself that you have created online. Please let Remy Ma give Derek Jackson the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb? All right. Mm-hmm. Woo. Well said. <laughs> well said. All right, thank you for that donkey today. Well, don't move. Happy holidays. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
everybody, it's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Montero. Little Nas X. <laughs> you clap for Montero. <laughs> Montero. Uh, I'm a big fan of me, man. I'm not going <laughs> to You got to be, though. Uh, you got to be. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> 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 I love your outfit, by the way. Outfit is fly. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> happy? Uh, can we show iPhones on here or something? Yeah, yes, of course, of course. Yours is turned upside down, so you know it's going to be 90 means. degrees in New York today, though, right? Yeah, 90 is about 92 I know, today. but it's cold. It's cold. It's, it's cold. cold. It's a cold. Yeah, when you got a cold <laughs> coat, you can wear it in the you summertime. Yeah. But, but how's your spirit? Do you say you feel happy? I feel happy. I'm having the best mm. week of my life right now. Album's out this week, so... Album's out this Friday. Well, this, this is the first time he's here. He was supposed to be here a couple of times, but he, we finally got him up here. So I want to start from the beginning, if y'all don't mind. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Little Nas X. How, how did you come up with the name Little Nas X? Most people thought maybe your name was Nasir and it was a short, but how did you come up with the name Little Nas X? I was like, how can I steal three rappers' names and Hilarious. put it into one name? Lil Wayne, Nas, and DMX. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, dead serious. I mean, of course you guys know about the account. I had that account. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I was like... I wasn't going to do music like for real, for real. I was just going to post something because I was bored and I was mm -hmm. supposed to be doing some college work. And I posted a song to my followers. And I was like, oh, all, every rapper name got Lil and, you know, Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi. So what if I was Lil Nas? Ha, ha, ha. And I ended up, like, keeping it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and then we added the X on. Now, you were, at first, you were, you were Barb. Yeah. Were you one of those Barb's that really went at people like the Barb's do? Barb's are aggressive. Yes. The Barb's are aggressive. I'm still Barb. Oh. Really? I feel like that's something, it's like a cult, you know, once you're in it, you can't really get out. Did you ever really? attack anybody up here? Uh -huh. Like Charlemagne, me, huh? Yee? Did you ever attack anybody up here? I think I've attacked uh, you guys a couple times. <laughs> Full transparency. Full <laughs> transparency. Right. So, so what made you switch to the government now? The government? What do you mean by that? Montero, your government name. I didn't really switch yet. I mean, I wanted to get my actual name out there, and people still think it's like a fictional world that I just made up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know. Now, is it true that your mom named you after the car? My Montero, mom she named me after the car because she wanted the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now and she, she probably don't even been... want it no more. Now you can afford it, and yeah. she don't even want that no more. They should have named you Mitsubishi. I mean, I feel like that would have been cool too. <laughs> All my Spanish friends think I'm like Spanish or something, so I mean that's fire. Mm -hmm. So, do you understand when people troll you because you trolled people and like were had those accounts? Does it make you more like okay? I don't I, take it as seriously because I know I was in that position when. Absolutely, I feel like that's that's why a lot of just to the mic, Nas. Absolutely, I feel like that's why a lot of <laughs> just rolls off my sleeves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you you handle it well. When people go at you, you handle it really well, which is surprising because most artists they can't handle it. You see them break down. You see them get into problems. You see. Them I definitely do break down sometimes. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie, but I'm never gonna do that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick. So what do you do when you break down? You got a therapist? You got like uh, something that grounds you? What you do? I tried to get a therapist one time, right? Mm -hmm. And then like the concept of like, I actually cried to the lady the first session. And Nothing then, wrong with and that. And then she texts me about the payment, and it's just like, damn. Oh, <laughs> you remember, like, this is all like, <laughs> this is all. It's like, so the money? I'm like, uh, okay. how much was it? 150? Mine's 150 now. How much was it? It was like 200 something. I damn. damn. She probably overcharged me. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you didn't um, go back after the first time? I didn't go back, and I feel like I don't really need therapy, honestly. Don't say that. I don't, I just, me personally, mm -hmm. I feel like everybody out there going to get therapy if you feel you need it. I don't feel like I need therapy because I feel like I've always been like my own like self healer, you know? Yeah. You think always though, like when I listen to a song like Sun Goes Down and I know that song is inspirational for a lot of people, mm -hmm. but you pour your heart into that and you even talk about since you were 10 years old, just having these feelings. So yeah. 
sometimes I think we don't even know the effect of what our childhood was like, what it's going to have on us later. Like it comes mm-hmm. up, but you have to identify that by, I mean, I've never done therapy, but I do feel like I'm really good at expressing myself and having a good support system. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the question here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about the song. I was talking about the song "Sun Goes Down," right? And how you express yourself on that, and just things you went through as mm-hmm. a child. Do you feel like sometimes those things do come back up, though? They come back up, but I feel like I'm able to recognize them, and that makes things easier. You know, I'm able to say, "Okay." I can react to this differently now, mm-hmm. you know? And I also just remember, like, we all experience the same in different ways, like, no matter how bad it may seem. And it's like just being okay with that, you know? It happens. Mm-hmm. It's life. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a lot of shit happen to us over and over. It's going to be a lot of bad parts, a lot of happy parts, and I'm just, I'm here for it all. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you went to therapy early, you know what I'm saying? You, you're at 22? Yeah, I'm 22. Yeah, you know, I didn't go till I was like 36, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm packing all those years of baggage. Me? I love it. I go once a week. Absolutely go once a week still. I'm yeah. going for like five years, five, six years. I love That's it. good. Man, I love I'll it. go back one day. I don't understand why people are so mad about things that you do. You know? Because people are just really easily angered at things that they already don't like. You know? It's kind of like how we people cancel people that they already didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're never <laughs> going to cancel like the artists that they love. That's you know? a fact. Right. That's right. <laughs> you feel yeah. a pressure to outdo everything you've done before? Like, I got to outdo Old Town Road. I got to outdo the VMAs. Like, do you always think, like, I have to outdo it? I feel the pressure to always just make sure I'm doing my best on whatever I do. I know I'm going to outdo, like, over and over. Okay. And it's just, like, not, like, feeling cocky, but just, like, like knowing that, you know, that's how I feel like manifestation works in the first place. Like mm-hmm. you got to believe that and feel it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Is there a time you plan to do something and then you change your mind? You're like, nah, that might be too far. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i pregnant right now. So I feel like I definitely have those moments. Did you have the I'm baby? Because like, we don't see you pregnant far. anymore. I'm sucking in my stomach right now. Oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> we got on a waist trainer. <laughs> we got a waist trainer. <laughs> waist trainer. What's, what's different between this success you're having now and the success you had with Old Town Road? This success... I feel like I'm much more in control of, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm making my calculated moves in the way I feel I need to make them. And I feel like anybody that's pissed off are the exact people that need to be pissed off, mm-hmm. you know? Because nobody could have predicted the success of Old Town Road. Like, there's nobody around you, not even yourself. Absolutely so what not. happens when you end up with the biggest record ever? I mean, what happens is, mm-hmm. you know, you go on you go on the barbershop show and Charlamagne is like, man, what you going to do? That's right. And he's like, he's like, they count you out, man. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, you just work on yourself and you come back out like a flower. You know, you bloom, drop some songs and videos and, you know, make the world shake a little bit. That's what I see, though. I remember when you did the shop, you didn't seem as free as you do now. Like, when I look at you now, I can tell, like, this young man is really free. He's really comfortable. You didn't seem that way back then. I guess I wasn't because it's a process, you know, and I'm still, like, it's a steady thing, you know, throughout our whole life. I guess I'm just further along now mm-hmm. than 2019. Did you ever think you was going to be a one-hit wonder? Or you ever Did that ever cross I, your mind? That never really crossed my mind. The only time that ever crossed my mind is if I had a bad day and I was already, like, feeling like these, like, self-deprecating thoughts or whatever. Did you ever feel like Old Town Road was bigger than you? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. At one time definitely. it was, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right, we have more with Lil Nas X. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Lil Nas X. Now, with, with all these artists you have, you have Megan Thee Stallion on the album, Jack Harlow, Elton John. Doja Cat. Doja Cat, Miley Cyrus. 
you ever reach out to an artist or you have feel hesitant to reach out to artists like damn i don't know if he's gonna say yes or no at all nikki and drake oh that's you, re you reached out to nikki and drake yeah no reply from Nikki. Drake was still working. No on reply from Nikki. You were a bomb. But you is. used to sl didn't, you, didn't you slander Nikki at one point too? At one point, I've never slandered Nikki. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't. There's like a lot of things going around, but I don't respond to any of it. So mm -hmm. it's like I respond to any of it because it's just going to keep being brought back up. Because mm -hmm. Nikki a whole grudge. I feel like yes. the only time I would <laughs> slander Nikki is if I, if I was like on the standing and I was like, I thought Nikki was supposed to be going live or. something. Like that, like there's no actual slander. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Drake didn't reply at all. Though. Drake replied, um, and he was still working on Certified Lover Boy and whatnot, and he was 100% focused on that. This was like a few weeks ago, okay. and I understood completely. And he said, you know, he's down to do something, but just not the right time. He was trying to get his own together. Was there a particular song on this album that you wanted him on? I wanted him on Dollar Sign Slime. I was gonna ask you about that record because slime is gang slang. And I was like, is Nas in a gang? Nas banging? Uh. Um, <laughs> next question. <laughs> Are you banging Montero? Uh, no. <laughs> so what's the, what's the dollar sign slime mean? Dollar sign he was like, I'm slime? still dollar sign slime. I'm the same dollar sign slime. Because I, I feel like slime is like grown like this overall meaning. Like it's become like a super popular word. Like everybody just call mm -hmm. their friend slime. And I know like it came from Thug. And whatnot came from Noriega, the rapper Noriega, really OG rapper that hosts Drink Champs now. Definitely started. I like Thug popularized it though. He did. Well, Nori popularized it for his era. Yeah, he did. And then yeah, but Thug for this era. Yeah. And Dollar Sign Slime, it's it's basically just like I'm the same Dollar Sign Slime, like that's the hook. But it's like I'm the same, you know. I'm still him. I'm still that guy. So you banging? Wow. That's the headline. Montero admits that he's in a gang. Blue Nas X admits to being in a gang. Now, Dead to Me is my favorite record on the album. Dead right now. Dead right now, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sounds very, 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 very personal. Mm -hmm. What sparked that record? Um, I feel like we were getting really close to finishing the album, and then I was still working on music. I mean, I'm always working on music. And it was something about those horns. I was like, damn, this is like some Drake, Jay-Z-ish kind of mm -hmm. but I guess a little bit more poppy or whatever. And I was like, let me try to give like some real insight on here. Yeah, and that's what I did, you know? People in your life that are, that are dead to you, basically. Yeah, like people who are dead to me. I guess nobody's ever really 100% dead to me, but it's like some people you just want to disconnect from. Yeah. Do you feel the pressure of, I, I see it all the time, parents would be like, you know, you have a responsibility because kids are watching. You hear that Cardi B had that same problem and Nicki had that same problem. Do you feel that same way? Like, I don't really, your kids? I feel like I used to, but now it's just like, like, fuck your kids. Not like fuck your kids. <laughs> That's exactly that what harsh. you just said. <laughs> but like, but like, but like I'm you just gave them another headline, Montero. <laughs> okay, what agenda is that? The <laughs> your kids' agenda. It's like um, we really get one one chance to do this. At least to my knowledge, I don't know like what happens when we die or not. Uh, so it's like I'm not like about to pander to your kids or mm -hmm. you. Like anybody, like even I have even have to do this with my family members, you know, like because my family members may not always agree with what I'm doing, or like whoever I'm dating, like they may not agree. But it's like, I honestly, really, truly want to live by, you know, this is our life. We get to do this. So, what anybody else has to really say about it, I guess, you know. I would say when it comes to the music, just tell people that's the reason there's a parental advisory sticker. That too. On 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 the music. Did you see the YouTube Kids thing? Yeah, you know, I don't know if you saw that. Mm -mm. It was what like a lady. She she like searched up 
music for babies. Oh, I saw that. And they said, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And like industry baby popped up, yeah. and she was like surprised. Like you looked up baby <laughs> and music and music. Like what do you what do you expect from that? And your yeah. dad was a, a gospel singer. Yeah, he still sings too. He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually on there right now in the background vocals. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So was he? Oh, did he know? Like I know you've said that you knew since you were five years old that you were gay, and you know how a lot of times your family knows, but you just had. I feel like it's possible that he could pick up on stuff. I mean, I was super reserved though with, so I guess I hid it a little better. The art of realization. Break down what that is. It's kind of like a lot of times I think like, what am I doing? Is this for me? Like, am I, am I really happy doing this, or am I trying to impress everybody? And then, like, I basically on that, I'm basically coming to the realization that, yeah, this is for me. This is what I want to do. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. You know? Are you, though? I am sure. Because I saw you tweet that um, you love pissing people off. That was a f-ing troll tweet, honestly. <laughs> troll a lot. You troll a lot. That's, that's my thing. So what would you call what you do? Trolling? Marketing? What is it? It's all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all of it. It's trolling. It's marketing. It works. What, do you, what have you realized about yourself in the past couple of years? When you're when you're alone in Montero, just by himself, and it's, it's just him and his thoughts. Me. What have you realized about yourself? I don't know. I feel like I figured out a lot of shit, honestly, because I spend a lot of time in like solitude and like doing a lot of self reflecting. Like I'm so I'm really aware of myself and like a lot of my hypocritical actions and whatnot, which mm-hmm. we all have. Like what? We're human. What actions? What, what's your hypocritical? Just like. Actions? I mean, you know how I am in my music videos. You know, my videos are much more like sexual and whatnot. And you know how I used to be. We used to be happy that people would be like, "Oh, he's not like those other gay people, like all flamboyant and whatnot." And it was like that's not a compliment, you know. These people have been taught like this is not okay, and it's grown into their mind that that's <coughs> up when it's not that deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to be what you're saying? You want to be flamboyant in the videos on purpose? Just to what are you saying? It said it's saying like. I want the videos to be entertaining and mm-hmm. whether you like it or not like seeing men like do different things than what men always do is much more entertaining and actually enjoy it you know mm-hmm. I mean you should I mean I look at it as you're who you are so you're living your truth Absolutely. how can you be mad at an artist for living their truth that's what he mind. likes I like it yeah all right, we have more with Lil Nas X. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Lil Nas X. Charlemagne? Didn't the country community give you backlash when Old Town Road for us came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what do they think now? Because they, they must feel like, I actually, told y'all he actually, wasn't a real country artist. Actually, a lot of country artists have been showing me a lot of support and I mean I don't know what people may think but I am still going to probably get back to doing some country music or and I mean because I like different genres and whatnot. I like making a lot of different music so what influenced the country were you a country listener did you listen to country or was it just a vibe it was genuinely like I saw like one of these like country trappish kind of songs I was like damn what if I did that but better and you know that's what happened that's how I felt listening to the new album. I'm like, I have no idea what genre of music Lil Nas X makes. <laughs> I just categorize his pop now, you know? But I, I, do, I do a lot of Now, what, what advice is Elton John giving you? Because I always hear about Elton John, you know, putting his arm around certain individuals and giving them real OG advice. What advice is he giving you? What advice is Elton giving me? Uh, you know, he pretty much is giving me, like, the, you know, keep doing you, be yourself and whatnot. And he probably told me some other things I can't remember right now because Jesus Christ. I don't remember what Elton John told you. 
I've been talking to a lot of people lately, so. <laughs> <laughs> so who do Thank you, Elton? Who do you respect? Like who do you hear from and you it sticks to you, like when you hear it? It sticks to me. Maybe not I maybe because we haven't talked in person. Well, we've talked in person, but not about that. But like I I literally sometimes will look up like Kanye motivation videos and whatnot. Because Kanye is outspoken as f mm-hmm. and even though that may not always come out you know, great or whatnot. I love that. And I wish, I wish everybody was like that. You know, I want to be more like that. You know, the thing about Kanye that's so interesting, for whatever reason, Kanye is allowed to make mistakes. Like exactly. the culture treats Kanye the way we should treat everyone. He's exactly. allowed to make mistakes for some reason. And he set that up for himself, you know, cause he's always, he's never going back on it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, I said that it's done. Yep. Let's move on. And people are like, damn. Did and you people hear the move Kanye on. Song? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now tells uh, Dominica. Tells of Dominica. Dominico. Yeah. What, what's that about? And he's from there and d- didn't even he pronounce it right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, f- is that crazy? <laughs> my, my, father, my father is half from what Dominica, it half here. But mm-hmm. the problem is my dad doesn't really know his dad, so he don't know that side. Mm-hmm. Tells of Dominica is like from the point of view of when I like first started making music, you know? I'm writing kind of like I woke up on the floor of the plastic bed. You know, I was on a mattress at my brother's house. And, you know, there was like a lot of like domestic violence like they were always like fighting with their girls and whatnot and you know randomly like f-ing shooting up into the sky and i was just like damn this is a lot of f-ing chaos dollar sign slime gang back yeah and it was like you know talking about how i didn't want to go back to home you know because i know my stepmom was just going to like kind of shit on me and it's because she wanted the best for me i guess and it's kind of this name tells of Dominica because I feel like Dominica is like that beautiful place, you know. Envy doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's never been there. He's not talking about Dominican Republic. <laughs> He's talking about Dominica, right? I know. Yeah, is that how yeah, you yeah, say yeah. it? That's where your daddy's from. Saying it the yeah, wrong people, time? people automatically think it's Dominican Republic. You don't even know how to pronounce it. I don't. <laughs> I actually have to tell Envy where he. Yeah, you have you been there? I haven't. It's just like I've seen like pictures. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of like a tales of this beautiful place, but it's it's like a, the worst part of my life at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you killed it at the Met Gala. I want to say that you. you had my favorite looks Thank for the night because I think like taking risks in fashion is so important. And I think I love the way that as far as your packaging, like your persona, mm-hmm. your music and the way that you perform, but also the way you dress is so important for you, too. Are you going to do something like maybe in fashion? Absolutely. I feel like once I'm 100 percent can focus on it and like only that, because I feel like a lot of times people like hop straight into something they don't really really even give a fuck about it and i don't want that to happen mm-hmm. the same like with movies and shit. like i want to be in movies and shit one day but i want to be like dedicated to that i'm so mad you passed up euphoria that would have been i love that show why did you pass up euphoria i love euphoria man. i had to i had to finish my album you know and i had yeah. to start getting ready to drop singles and shit, you know i mean <laughs> i wouldn't have had this year with without that no, time you're right those are hard decisions to make L- last song on the album is am i dreaming do you do you feel like you're dreaming right now am i dream Am I dreaming? Uh, yes. Look at those butterflies. You guys missed it, but that's like the theme. <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme of the album. Um, um, do I feel like I'm dreaming mm-hmm. all the time? Okay. Yeah. You got it. You got you got ADD, don't you? Do I? I think I may have it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely wasn't the kid that did not keep still in class. Definitely possible. <laughs> yeah. Now he has to leave, guys. Know he all has right. To go. When's the baby do? The baby is due Friday. Your you guys gotta broke. watch the birth video. <laughs> you did a birth video? Yeah. You know who did that first? Who? Cosby Show. You ever seen that episode? 
I've seen the pictures of it when people were like having a discourse. All the guys were pregnant, <laughs> and they all uh, gave birth to things that they loved. So some mm. gave birth to sandwiches, some gave birth to cars, some gave birth to ships. So Same your idea situation. isn't that original. I feel like I did it better. <laughs> I mean, I love I love the Cosby Show though. Mm -hmm. Wait, can we say that? Yes, yeah, it's I mean. art. Yeah. <laughs> Cosby Show made millions go to. One of the <laughs> he's he's rubbing his knees like. Now, He's rubbing his like, did I just get canceled? Do you lose respect for artists when they go at you? When they take it out of music and, and say the things that you do? Do you lose respect for those artists? Which artists? Like, whether it's T.I. or Boosie. I or... still bump T.I. I mean, I was listening to Boosie in the club. I, was like, I don't really care. Honestly, I feel like I wish they didn't say it, I guess. But I like the music. I'm going to listen to the music. You know, if somebody's got beef with me, it don't mean I have beef with them, mm -hmm. you know? Does it ever occur to you how you're really breaking all these barriers for people? Like, there's a lot of different things. Even just being in country music or being in hip-hop and being who you are and unapologetic about about it. Does it? Uh, do you ever think, like, damn, I'm doing things that have never been done before? Not really. Because I feel like everything has been done before in some kind of way, and it's just always different ways to do it, I guess. But I think it's dope that people see it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep doing your thing, man. Mm -hmm. I, like the way, I like the way you don't give a f and I like that you're... You're truly being yourself. I like the fact you, you're clearly free. I appreciate it. That's right. Lil Nas X, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get into industry, baby. Thank you for joining us. And the positive note is simply this. Uh, during your transformation, you might feel like everything is falling apart, but in reality, everything is coming together for your highest good. You're being pushed to evolve and get out of your comfort zone so you can live and experience your true greatness. Welcome the change. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?